All right, recording live. Let's do this. Theme song already in three, two, one, hit it. Welcome to a podcast with Jordan Haas. I'm Jordan Haas. Welcome. This is the show. We did it. I finally, I, I'm finally ready to talk about podcasting. This is great. Uh, this is going to be one of the weirder episodes. I could just feel it, you know? Uh, so uh, just going to throw the heads up right now. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this week, and I'm going to try and get through as much as I can, but uh Essentially, uh, we are, we're going to go through a lot of news. So, uh, essentially, if, if you want me to talk about current events, pay, pay, the paywall news segment on patreon.com slash Jordan Haas, that's going to be where most of the action's taking place today. Because of that, I only have two articles in the back section, but you still get one of the biggest articles I can think about this week, which is gaming adaptations. Uh, talking about, essentially, video games and movies and TV shows. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Now, this is the part where I get to say, hey, Jordan, how was your week? And I get to say, it was fucking terrible. I had a fucking terrible week. You know why I had a terrible week? Because my phone got waterlogged. And phones getting waterlogged fucking suck ass. And you see all these ads like, oh, you know what? If your phone's wet, it's fine. It's fine. Not if it's the Pixel 5. No, no, no. Not if it's the Pixel 5. So... So here's what happened. Here's here's what 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 fucking happened. I had the phone in my pocket. You know, uh, there's a water shortage, so you get oh you get your little hose, you get your little hose out. You gotta clean the the shrubberies, especially in my house because guess what? We're next to a hill. It catches on fire, so I don't want to fucking have the house on fire, especially when we're near wildfire season. So we're watering the fucking plants, and I have the hose with the little bungee cord, and then boink, I get yanked into the fucking pool. Now I will admit it's fucking hilarious because. Because falling in water in the pool is funny. I admit that. It's hilarious. You know what's not funny? Your, your phone getting wet and then you can't do anything. <laughs> Did you know like if you have two-factor authentication on your phone and, and it requires a text message and your phone's waterlogged and you, you can't get any text to enter to any of your like your email addresses or any of that? Did you know that if you if you order food on a on a laptop computer that they have to two factor authorize uh, your 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 account so that way they know you're not hacking. So hey, you're on your laptop computer that you don't use to make food delivery orders, and it just so happens saying you know we need to send a text message to verify this is you, and you can't send a text message because your phone is in a big bowl of rice, and then you pull it out of the rice after 24 hours, and it works for like three minutes. You dry it off, everything looks fine. Oh, hey, I guess this is the time to charge it because that's what you're told. Hey, good time to charge it now, it's dry. It sure was. And then it turned black and it got fried. 
I guess there was water inside it that didn't get dried out all the way or something. I don't know. I, I, the thing is, it works now, but the screen is all cracked because there's rice inside the fucking phone. Because it, it, it went poof, and there's stuff in, in the little crevices. And a, a Google phone has all glue. It's a giant glue stick that's keeping that thing afloat. So... It fucking ruined the phone, and I had to go get an upgrade. Now, the good news, the, the good positive side about this is my phone was eligible for a free upgrade because I got it about two years ago on the dot. So, hey, it, it, I, the only thing I was at was a $35 upgrade fee, uh, and that was it, and an upfront of 65 bucks because that's the first month on the phone. And if I return the trade-in broken phone to Verizon, I get a discount on the Pixel 6. If not, it's $20, which, you know what, doesn't matter because that's still cheaper than what I paid as the monthly fee on my phone. So it's a win-win for me. I upgrade to the Pixel 6. It's a better phone, and it's not waterlogged, and I can text and get food and all of the usual shenanigans and shit posts I normally do on a fucking phone. But... Let me tell you, when a waterlogged phone hits, fucking sucks. And, and here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, maybe you should just get a second SIM card, you know, and can get back a phone and, you know, this will never happen again. No, it doesn't work like that because sometimes the SIM card only lands to one phone. You can't have multiple phones with the same phone number. So you go, hmm. It was one of the most annoying things. Falling into a pool, funny the water in your phone not so funny it turns out and then the entire week i'm reminded of that shitty fear factor reboot of ludic with ludicrous where like a good like quarter of the fucking challenges were like we're gonna submerge your phones in water because you're millennials and you're too glued to your phones and i'm like but everything is attached to your fucking phone you have to book an uber to throw a fucking phone you fucking challenge team at fear factor for MTV, I mean, oh, you entitled millennials going through your phone. No, everything, you you pay with a phone now. You lose your wallet, too. It it's fucking sucks. And your two-factor authorization thing, you, you can't go to Discord. Yeah, I can't go to Twitter. I had to, <laughs> I actually had to look up the one of those, like, eight-digit codes that they tell you to save just to make sure you can get in line. Mmm... Oh, it was so annoying. It was so, so annoying. Also, you can disable two-factor authentication on Google as long as you have it loaded up. You remember your password and all that good stuff. So, so hey, next time you lose your phone or anything like that, just disable 2FA. You should be okay. That's, that, that rhymes. Uh, so, to the last couple of days, I got this phone on, uh, on a Friday. Friday right before everyone had to leave for dates. Uh, I went home Saturday, Sunday, got to play with the phone, but gently, cause I had no case, got the case Sunday night and now I'm playing with this phone and I will tell you right now, Google pixel six is pretty fucking cool. Like I will actually vouch. This is a phone that is the exact size of my hand. Uh, the camera is beautiful. Uh, the I do like the Android 13 technology involved. I haven't done any of the things that they're like selling, like the tone shift, because I, why? Um, 
or the whiteout on your selfies or all that that stuff. Like, oh, there's like a gardener in the back of your selfie. You got you can wipe them out. I haven't done that yet, but uh, I have been having fun with the uh, with some of the app features and enjoying the new Pixel Six phone. But mm, essentially. What I'm trying to get at is you keep your old phone, make it Wi-Fi enabled, and hope it's not broken, I guess. Anyway, I'm going to trade in the phone this week. Hopefully, the box shows up, and we'll all be good. We'll all be good. I have to start this out by whining because it was a fucking miserable few days. You know what sucks? Uh, trying to explain how to book an Uber <laughs> when your phone is fucking broken to pick up a phone. You can't package delivery. They need a photo ID slash driver's license. Stupid. Damn it. Uh, so essentially, uh, to try and unwind myself, uh, I've been playing Arcade Paradise and playing Fall Guys. That So... I really didn't get around to writing articles this week because I got distracted because phone fucking frustrations and trying to figure out like what to talk about this week and write about this week because there's so many things worth talking about. There was a Fall Guys update. I'm not going to do a full-on review of it, but it's space-themed, which is kind of like uh, season three, I think, when they went to space. And... Uh, it's a hope you like hexagon and hope you like disappearing hexagons because that's mostly of the challenges, uh, the web, the, the challenge of like the, the obstacles of the season, like every season, it seems like it's less about the theming and more about what's the new op like obstacles. And you got like moving pylons that you can shoot up and you got like, uh, you got like, uh, treadmills that can go le uh, up or down or left and right. And you got the like the fucking TikTok clock uh, platforms that flip like flip you, if that makes sense. I think they're also in like Super Mario Sunshine. Those like that that the underground acapella levels. I don't know what they call them in Super Mario Sunshine. You know the ones where it's like do 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 do, and then you're standing on the box, and then suddenly you go up, and then it just flicks you, and then whoa, and then you die. One of those obstacles. That that's in New Fall Guys. It's free to play. And I still enjoy it, even though everybody's playing it. And because everybody's playing it, the servers are very sluggish. So <laughs> I will make a big argument right now. Hey, you know what? Maybe play uh, Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 is out. Go play it. Uh, I, I haven't, I don't own a copy of Splatoon 3. But uh, this is a, a hot new... A segment we're calling right now called uh, Reviews of Games I Haven't Seen But Watched on the Internet. Uh, this is usually what I do when either I see a game that I don't really feel like playing, but looks like fun on, on YouTube. Uh, Splatoon 3 just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's a, you know, it's your classic 4v4. Uh, it, but it's like a gun game, but the catch is it's actually more like capture the flag because you're trying to paint the entire map with your team color and you can paint over the flag. But with any paint that's on the floor, you can traverse as a squid and that's still in there. And there's lots of different weaponry, kind of like a team fortress. And the more and more they make Splatoon into team fortress, the better and better that game is. You have a heavy character, you have a quick character, you have like a snipe character. So... 
to me, Nintendo's on the right track with the Splatoon franchise. The I love. By the way, I love the aesthetic of Splatoon. It's like this, like urban punk, uh, like weird quasi like street gear, uh, Shibuya style game. I love it. That 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 the music in that game is always upbeat and fun and fast paced. It kind of reminds me of like the late '90s and Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio. Don't get angry at me, folks. And that that just that great like rock guitar. I love that soundtrack in Splatoon 3. So I haven't played the game. <laughs> I just want my I haven't played the game, but I have listened to the soundtrack and it's great. I just I love it and it's fantastic. And I honestly I'll probably pick it up Christmas when it's like $30. And by the time I buy it, you know, everyone be really good at the game. I will suck at it and just never play it. Because that's usually how it goes with most multiplayer shooting games. And that's just, that's just my life, it turns out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Splatoon 3, lots and lots of fun. Uh, Fall Guys, the, the season two, also been a, a blast uh, to, to play. Uh, I haven't got, I haven't gotten a crown yet, but I got close. And you know what? That's the worst part of Fall Guys is when you get that, like you see it right there and you're like, I grab it and then you fall and you're like second place and you're like, oh, I was so close. One more game. And, and you just, it's never one more game. It's like seven. That's how you know Fall Guys is a huge success. Uh, other than that, um, it's been leaked uh, Australia has a new reality show called The Traders coming up. It, it's really cool. I don't know what the format is going to be with that version, but if it's anything like other versions, it's a game where there's, it's basically like Mafia or Werewolf, where there is three sabotages or traitors, and they get to kill off a contestant. And it's the rest of the group and the three to try and uh, vote off members that are the traitors with the idea being that you vote out a traitor and they don't get to murder you. And that's the game. You just keep going back and forth. Uh, what is the big catch is at the end of the game, the traitors, which typically win the show because yeah, basically if you knock out a traitor, they have to vote out. They have to vote someone to be a new traitor. And if you fail, then someone dies and we continue the murder mystery when there's three people left they vote amongst themselves who goes out and then there's a prisoner's dilemma where they can split or steal the money and if they do the the sabotage of you not know, steal steal or faux faux uh all the money goes to the person they voted out so it's a prisoner's dilemma with a little twist i kind of enjoy uh so the the one that they have in australia it's not set in the castle in scotland it's set in an Australian mansion, but it looks beautiful and fantastic, and I just can't wait to see it. Like, I honestly, I saw that trailer, and I'm like, if they don't bungle this up, and it's Australia, and their reality shows, sometimes they do. I've seen The Amazing Race. Uh, if they don't bungle this up, I think this could be the biggest hit Australia has had, even more than Australian Survivor. I, I'm honestly putting my chips on that trader's box. Uh, additionally, Traders is coming over to Peacock here in America with Alan Cumming as the host. So for me, I'm really excited because it's Alan fucking Cumming. He's a legendary Tony 
uh, nominated actor. He's a very funny uh, stand-up comedian from time to time. Very uh, like a quirky, irrelevant character that I could see almost going into like a Crystal Maze, Richard O'Brien territory if he wants to. And in the UK, because the UK isn't left out in this equation, Claudia Winkleman's hosting their version uh, set in Scotland as well. So everybody's getting a version of this Trader show, and yet no version has really come out yet. And that's kind of, to me, that's kind of the anxiety, but also the fun anxiety. I can't wait to uh, watch and talk about. No release date yet. Um, however, they did show off that Alex Wagner from The Circus, that Showtime show with the politics... You know the lady, you know the the, the circus. It's the bald guy, uh, the cowboy, and the lady. The lady is the host of the mole, and that's going to be on Netflix in October. And uh, people might watch it, but it's Netflix, and they're going to put it out in big batches for three weeks. And I think that means it's not good. I just don't think that's going to. That's a good way to to dish this out. Uh, your reality show is going to suck if that's the case because you uh, basically blow every episode out, and that means the viral ability, or what is the main appeal of, say, the mole, which is the audience tries to speculate wildly who they think is the mole, uh, is basically thrown out the window, because you only have that for maybe two weeks, and that's not enough time to formulate your audience and cult appeal, even if you do a marketing scheme. They spent a shitload of money on a Squid Games reality show where they're giving away $4.56 million. That's what they're doing for Squid Games. They're spending that much money for an international reality show that Mr. Beast already fucking did. But maybe because it's Netflix, it's official. Maybe it'll be better. But also completely fucking missing the point of Squid Games now that you think about it, right? Also, Mr. Beast completely missed the point of Squid Games, too, which is the point. Anyway, go eat his shitty chocolate and hamburger. I don't know what the fuck Mr. Beast does to make love. I'm told he's a Twitch streamer by trade, but like I, all the videos I see is this fucking YouTube shit where it's like, we get people $500,000 if we play tag in this circle. Like that, that's the fucking like horse shitty reality show challenge things. And no one has that fucking money, but Mr. Beast does because he uh, was able to, to cultify the SEO data. I don't know. Go buy, once again, go buy his chocolate bars uh, that may be borderline equivalent of that kind that the, the, your, your, your high school bandmates had to sell on you to try and repurpose the auditorium that tasted like chalk and was so, like, gritty. You're like, Bleh. I mean, it was only a dollar, but... Ugh. Go buy that chocolate bar. Go buy that. Um, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Uh, so, uh, Fall Guys, fun, and reality shows, good. I mean, it's this is the uh, week is usually when they end a lot of game shows, and they're going to start their fall lineup. So by the time this comes out, Password's over, and The Voice is up. Dancing with the Stars is up. Uh, there is uh, Making the Dough on Hulu which I'm guessing is pizza or baking. Uh, there's a new season of Let's Make a Deal and The Price is Right on Paramount Plus that you can watch right now. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to guess could be fun. But also I'm going to be like, uh, it's going to be like, it still needs work. I, I I still can't get used to like the pandemic game shows and the, and the pods, but I, I can get I can I can relax 
This is game shows that are fun. I saw a photo of Pat Sajak with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and people are shocked to find out Pat Sajak is a Republican. Yeah, Pat Sajak. Are you shocked? Are you really shocked, though? I don't I don't know if you will. Um, and some people seem to be when uh, I am on the game show community all the time. And the fandom really, uh, the, especially the wheel watchers, who's like median age is like 80. Like they're the oldest of all the game show audiences, all things considered. They get really upset on Twitter if there's a same sex couple contestant on Wheel of Fortune. So they kind of put a kibosh on that from time to time. Uh, even to this day, like 2022. So when you hear it, it's always like very quickly like, well, Pat, I have a lovely partner and two dogs. Oh, okay. Well, uh, fun and games is the category. Spin the wheel. That's that's all you get. That's all you're ever going to get. So that's that's game shows for you. Um, so, so I celebrated getting my new phone by ordering... The, the cake slice, the buddy's cake slice. Apparently you can get in a vending machine. I got it in a ghost kitchen. <laughs> it's a Buca di Beppo. And it, it was good cake. That's your food report. Really good cake at the at the Buddy Bee's cake slice. Uh, so uh, before I close this up, uh, speaking of uh, YouTube influencers and food, I talked about the uh, really bad uh, Mr. Beast burger. It's gross. I do not like it anymore. I the this the, the trick to the Mr. Beast burger is a smash burger with with brown mustard that you typically see at a deli. Uh, the, the 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 better burger is over at Shake Shack. If there's a Shake Shack in your area, I suggest ordering from Shake Shack because there's an actually a uh, popular. YouTuber called uh, First We Feast with a show called Hot Ones, and they actually came out with like a Hot Ones burger. And it's just like a bacon cheeseburger, like it's just bacon and cheese. And then they added this Hot Ones shack sauce, which is just like a like the, the, the typical sauce they put on their burgers, but with like the Hot Ones hot sauce on it. So it's a little it's a little spicy, but really, really good. Uh, so if you want the Hamburger Haas review of the Hot Ones Burger, which I know you're all craving because this is Jordan's podcast. This is Mr. Goodnight Hamburger himself talking. Uh, <clears throat> the Hot Ones Hamburger is really good. Uh, the cheese is is melted fine. The burger is soft. It's not gristly. The bun is actually soft, not like not soggy, which was shocking considering they put a sauce on the burger. But... The bacon is bad. I don't like bacon on burgers. I I think that's going to be the gaming... That's like the gaming hot take of, of food. I don't like bacon on burgers. I know bacon cheeseburgers is really popular. Bacon, yum, yum. I just like a regular cheeseburger. Nothing wrong with like a little cheese, a little lettuce, tomato, onion. You're good. You don't even need condiments if you're. it's a really good hamburger. Just like those four simple ingredients and the cheese, you're good. You're good. Uh, if you want to do a sauce, maybe that shack sauce is really good. Yum, yum. Um, but uh, bacon, it's because bacon comes in many forms and really tough. I used to like the Baconator at Wendy's for that very reason. Um, but then I like over time, I've learned that like the bacon is just not good on a burger because it's either too fried or not cooked enough and it's like squishy 
or it's like that flimsy bacon that you're just like, is this really bacon? And if I actually want bacon on a burger, I actually want bacon on a burger, you know, bacon's still delicious. I'm not like criticizing bacon. I don't want the bacon people after me. I heard that they go hog wild when you talk about bacon. Uh, the bacon board, uh, if it's me, I kind of like it where you can chop up the bacon. And this is the catch. This is the real twist here. You put it in the ground beef. So it's a little crunchy. Crunchy little tidbits inside the burger. Uh, the the Slater's 50-50 burger uh, does that. That's how they get their name. It's 50% beef, 50% bacon. More pork, but it's mostly bacon. And that's what makes it so yum. So if I'm getting bacon, put it in the fucking patty. You don't need to put it on, on the burger of little strips, especially if it's weak-ass bacon. Because then if it's weak-ass bacon, it ruins the fucking burger. You pull it apart. You take the bite. And then it's like you get like the dog, the dog, the dog tongue where it's just like, bloop, and it looks like a, a dog with the tongue sticking out. But it's a little piece of bacon. No, no, that's not good. No. Burgers are meant to be yum. And sometimes bacon on the burgers not yum that's my that's my stance take it or leave it kids that's right i'm on the edge uh and uh, finally uh finally tonight in the uh exciting world of video games uh i uh i i checked over on ultimate game pass uh turns out this week like tomorrow like by the time this comes out death loop is coming to game pass so I, I needed to do like immediately say, hey folks, check it out. Deathloop is out. Also, Yakuza Kiwami is also up on Game Pass still, which is really fun. I heard they're calling the franchise now like a dragon. Uh, I maybe because they don't want association with the Yakuza, like the real life Yakuza. But um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but I've also seen a new game, DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace. So, hey, I guess, like, movie tie-in games still exist. Um, and the game I wanted to play, but Steph just showed up here. Uh, I wanted to play uh, You Suck at Parking because that looked like a fun arcade puzzly game. And I wanted to know what it's all about, but, ah, I ran out of time. Because podcasting is more important, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about giving you... Co free content that's that's what i do um so i guess we'll start today's episode now uh let's take it away this week's big time article i wanted to talk about video games i wanted to talk about television and i wanted to talk about movies it just so happens cyberpunk edge runners is out on netflix this week in what perfect timing because today's subject is adaptations i know immediate red flags every time somebody sees a movie based on a video game or television series based on a video game but 
hear me out on this one. Adaptations are nothing new. Most of the time, a movie does an adaptation based on a book like Jurassic Park or The Great Gatsby. Or if it's a comic book like the Marvel thingies, or if we're in television, you got success with Walking Dead and the books of George R.R. Martin with the very popular show, A Song of Fire and Dragons and Ice. Gaming, however, is an interactive entertainment. You move and control the things on the screen. No two people play the game the same. Most games are like 20 to 30 hours long, sometimes even more if it's Elden Ring, and you're losing your ass on it. But I argue there are actually good gaming adaptations out there, and hopefully I'll try to get through as many as I can out there. Hey, did you know that Arcane won an Emmy last week? And it's based on the properties from League of Legends? For starters, let's look at one such franchise, Sonic the Hedgehog. When Sonic Fever started in the 90s, children were excited about its Saturday morning cartoon series, and later, its Saturday morning cartoon. And then after, the Dreamcast era, its Saturday morning cartoon, and with the Wii U games, it's Saturday Morning Cartoon, and yes, a live-action movie with James Mardson. The fandom of Sonic is more than just the video games, as you have debates over Sad AM, or Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, or Sonic X, or Sonic Boom, or the best one, Sonic Underground, featuring the Sonic family. And Saturday Morning Cartoons with video games? That's common. You have Super Mario Bros. Super Show with Legend of Zelda, Mario 3, Super Mario World with that cool theme song. And what's that is even, there was Donkey Kong Country and that weird CGI and Banana Slamma or even four kids getting really into Kirby with Kirby right back at you or forgotten shows like F-Zero, Beautiful Joe, and probably the big moneymaker, Pokemon, based on the Game Boy video game at the time. And if you want to go into anime, where titles like Devil May Cry show up and Street Fighter has OVAs, that's another world. Are they good? Probably. I know Devil May Cry was about Dante taking care of a child, but hey, you watched Mando for the same thing. Kind of. Not all of them are great, admittedly. Earthworm Jim was a Saturday morning cartoon as a video game. Back to a Saturday morning cartoon. There was also an attempt at Bubsy, which we'll quickly move away from. And yes, I know, we need to talk about movies. Most movies are weird, absolutely, but Super Mario Brothers, that's children's Blade Runner. Probably even use the same set dressing. People now have fondness for the Mortal Kombat movie, probably because at the time, it was the 90s, and they owned it on VHS, right next to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. One movie I didn't like, but I know is loved, is Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, a CGI marvel that expanded on the fondly remembered PlayStation 1 game with modern-day computer animation. The character designs wound up being used for the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that game is a very beautiful game indeed. 
What about Detective Pikachu? Where Ryan Reynolds plays Detective Pikachu with all of the live-action Pokemon that you care to know about, from a Snorlax blocking traffic to a Jigglypuff performing in a juice bar. I honestly think this movie has been ignored because the internet zeitgeist decided, let's pound on that Sonic movie for the bad CGI. And the only controversy was they didn't get Danny DeVito as a voice, you know, cursing in a children's movie. We don't have to look at Uwe Ball-directed series and think they are all bad because sometimes you get a flop like Doom with Dwayne Johnson. Other times you get a Silent Hill that becomes a horror franchise. And then you have Resident Evil. Resident Evil has its own live-action horror movies. It has a few CGI movies with Chris and Leon and Jill, and Netflix has all sorts of kooky shit that I can't figure out. There's one with Robbie Amell as Chris, but there's another with Rance Reddick as Albert Wesker, and from what I gathered, the first movie was great, the animated movies are great for diehard fans, and the Netflix movie is good or bad depending, but... Everybody online is doing that. Why did this flop stink pieces? And the truth of the matter is, it's when you have any gaming IP, it's looked with a microscope, and that audience wants to connect with something from the games into the series. And gamers are a fickle bunch. Warcraft, by all means, had the look down of World of Warcraft, but the lack of buzz seemed to take it down. While Assassin's Creed looked exactly like Prince of Persia, right down to the whitewashing of the leads, for more information about this, look up Nazareth on Google, and then look up Jesus. Recently, they made a movie based on Uncharted with Tom Holland, and I hope it's used to remind people to stop fucking fancasting him and all your ideas. While Marky Wahlberger played a decent Boston Sully, a major problem was Tom wasn't really Nolan North playing that Indiana Jones smarmy treasure hunter. It was more generic person with a rehash of the scenes from Uncharted 3. Don't forget the Halo show. I, I personally thought the show on Paramount Plus was actually not bad. I think the biggest problem is Halo is just an FPS game where you shoot aliens. And maybe having John Halo say... Actually, it's kind of fucked up to do a war crime, wouldn't sit well with its audience. Despite doing everything from showing an energy sword to having the iconic Halo theme, and even having Baby Grunt, again, just like Star Wars Mandalorian. You might have thought it was hokey or terrible, but if you saw this exact show exactly 15 years ago, when Halo was actually a cultural touchstone where you buy Mountain Dew game fuel to finish the fight, you would have freaked the fuck out. The biggest problem with Halo is time isn't good to this franchise. As we are approaching 2023, there is a CGI Mario Brothers movie with Chris Pratt. I'm guessing it'll be good, but everybody will be judging a movie because Star-Lord loves a megachurch. But he seems like a really sweet guy. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast right now or reading this accompanying idol. Hey, Chris, what's up? What up? 
Additionally, there is The Last of Us as a HBO Max show, which, given most of the game involved intense emotional cutscenes about life and parenting, could possibly be a really great miniseries. But my fear, outsiders will compare this to The Walking Dead, and diehards might get upset there isn't enough shooting creatures. So yeah, I do think there are good adaptations out there, but there are a few free ideas I wanted to throw out there because Dead Rising with Rob Riggle already existed and is already forgotten. And by the way, it is a really fun movie. You should really check it out if you can. One is obviously based on Bioshock, but I would try and make it more like American Horror Story serial episodic where every season is a lighthouse and a utopia and the disaster that unfolds. With the success of Westworld and the appeal of mini serials, you could start in Rapture and then another season in the sky or then a weird desert or elsewhere. While I really like the idea of a Red Dead Redemption, Yellowstone already exists, but it wouldn't hurt to do another Western. Fallout is also nice if you can build it around that same anxieties and fears from the quarantine and pandemic mixed with the politics of 1950s households to make it this weird horror series based on isolationism. And while I could see Bayonetta as a one-and-done Netflix series, I think I know the game franchise that would be best made into a movie or television series. In that is Animal Crossing. Think about it. You can have a villager as the protagonist and then have all the friends as side characters and build a universe around them. One could be a baker and needs ingredients. Another can be a fisherman but doesn't know what to do when they befriend a fish friend. And it just grows from there. The audience is in that villager point of view looking inwards and all the self-contained stories that come with it has that prime for Saturday morning cartoon series. But who are we kidding? Saturday morning cartoons don't exist anymore. Did you know they did two Pac-Man cartoons? I know Pac-Lan because of the Christmas special, but Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures? Man, I guess the Pac really is back. This concludes the free version of a podcast turn host. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Uh, for more episodes, but if you go over to patreon.com slash Jordan Haas, in addition to getting this episode, you get an extended cut of this episode with two more segments and a paywalled news segment and questions. This week, we're talking about Jackbox Party Pack 5 and chill video games, so I hope you tune in. Uh, that's, that's why we do this, but if not, that's okay, too. See you soon! Bye!